Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 26 of IGEL Weekly. I'm your host, Andy Whiteside. It's just me and Chris Feeney today. Uh, Seb, uh, Seb's on, a, on an island somewhere, on a beach somewhere, we hope. At least that's the, uh, that's that's the, the operating theory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hopefully he's uh, having something with a nice little uh, umbrella thing in it. That would be nice. And for some people, I say that jokingly, but for Seb, I could actually see him you know, with a nice big Absolutely. Thing. Probably in the French Riviera, I'm guessing, maybe. Oh, you know, just yeah. hanging out down there in the med. Yeah, that's something I got to do. The Greek Isles, Mediterranean, I've got to do that in the next uh, five years. Yeah. My bucket list. I just uh, I had my first uh, business plane flight last week in mm-hmm. over a year. And uh, normally I don't I read those magazines sometimes, but I happen to catch uh, on two different flights. One, uh, it was uh, talking about Maui and uh, I was mm-hmm. like, that's a, that's a great place. Uh, I think you've probably been there before, but, uh, and the other one on the second flight, it was like the new, it hadn't been August yet. It was, it was, but it was the new magazine. It had Greece on the front cover. I was like, those are two places I would love to go. So I just grabbed those and brought them home yeah. for my wife to look at. But we've um, got a, uh, Davidson College, we have an international exchange student that goes there, did go there, he graduated, a uh, computer science guy, and he's from the Greek, from Greece, uh, you know, so they, it's just normal for them to, to experience that and live there, and of course, we, we live in great places, but it's different kind of great. Yeah, no doubt. So I'm actually traveling, I'm in, uh, I'm in Manhattan today, um, one of our clients has a new office they're opening in uh, Midtown, and um, here doing the podcast, and going to help them with Going to help them with, believe it or not, uh, Citrix desktop lock, just so they can evaluate it and figure out what it can do and what it can't do. Um, you know, they've gone from Windows to iGel to Chromebooks. Now they're back at least wanting to understand the Windows piece. And you know, we'll point out some of the limitations of the, the free way of doing it in the Citrix world and we'll go from there. All righty. Well, so Chris, uh, let me pull up on my screen here. Um, what it is uh, we're talking about today, I, I paused for a minute. I got a sales rep from another company calling me that uh, I'm sure he wants to talk about something extremely urgent. But you know, the 10 phone calls I've made to him over the past three or four months, he didn't respond to any of them. Now, all of a sudden, he wants to talk about something. Uh, here uh, sorry, sorry, no. a little aside. Um, no worries. Okay. So, uh, we were looking for community related content today, and what you brought up is this website called uh, Archives archives.igelcommunity.com. And yeah. this is awesome. I mean, this is something that I've needed for a long time. And this is a nice, easy place to go find all these conversations that your members are having. So tell, tell us what the site is. Yeah. So um, I believe it was officially launched in the, probably the January, you know, early February timeframe, right when we had our uh, opening, uh, you know, uh, kickoff and, and uh, our, our digital disrupt conference. So, um, it's the brainchild of, uh, you know, our favorite son, Doug Brown. And uh, he had well, one of his guys, I guess, was on the uh, customer experience support team, uh, help him with this sort of the side project to basically, you know, um, the number one idea was, you know, try to uh, have a place where if you want to see what is being discussed on Slack, but it's hard to kind of filter inside of Slack, have something where it's it's going out and you know, pulling those conversations in and just kind of populating this. And so that's what the number one goal was, was to and Chris, I can't, could... I can't think of anything more valuable for people in the trenches than a nice web user-friendly place to go find stuff. 
Right. Cause it'll take you ultimately to the, uh, the Slack conversation itself, but here you can do, uh, you know, there's a search option. You can just type in some keywords and it does a fantastic job of sort of filtering on things. Um, but they added much more than just finding out what's being discussed inside of Slack. Uh, as you can see, uh, if you go to that site, there's, uh, links to, uh, videos. Uh, there's the blog site that we, uh, we often highlight here. Um, and then there's other categories, I, uh, basically archived by, um, you know, products, more or less, IGEL OS, the UMS ICG, for example. Um, there is uh, like a ton of content here. And so I will often go here and just kind of, uh, if I'm looking for something to see if, uh, you know, conversations occur out there in Slack, uh, it's been a great place. And so some of the things that we're, you know, we can kind of dive into, maybe some of these questions are, um, you know, uh, uh, are, are really great. Sometimes, you know, they're uh, odd things that you may never ever run into. Um, and so as you're typing in, let's see what we get with the main join. And, um, and so you can see it kind of filters on some of those key, you got, you know, domain controller uh, scenarios. Uh, how do I set up a default domain with Citrix self-service? Uh, there's a domain, you know, on the ICG certificate domain, you know, how do I uh, handle that, for example? Um, so the variety of different things, um, you know, how do I start Firefox with certain domain credentials with template key? And so some, you know, but it's all about what's being discussed in the community. And I think just a great resource in general, just to make sure you bookmark it and definitely go there. If you're trying to find something, uh, yeah. chances are you'll find a really good uh, piece of information. So, so Chris, this is good for me because, you know, first of all, as a, as a technical guy who leads or interacts with a lot of other technical guys, just having a repository and, you know, this, this, this website kind of does what I like to think I do in the real world, which is listen to people having conversations and then try to take those conversations and, and hook them together with each other. Um, one of my biggest frustrations in my career is, you know, seeing two people struggling with the same issue, but not able to talk to each other about it and not even looking for each other to talk about it. Yeah, I think you and I are in the same boat there. I think the, the, when I began to get into my, I would say my my sales engineering, you know, uh, career, uh, I began to notice in in a lot of situations you're out there by yourself, you know, but there's a, a brotherhood or sisterhood, if you will, of of other folks in your same situation, and you you might run into something. And I remember when we you know, I'm trying to remember the earlier years if it was just email or wasn't anything like Slack for sure. But I would post a question, get on a you know, plane would take off. By the time I landed, I had responses from my colleagues overseas here in the U.S. Maybe they're just starting to wake up or whatever. And somebody that week or the week before had just dealt with that same exact situation. Now I had a solution to go solve that problem. And, and that was just awesome. Um, and uh, but but trying to pull this type of information together, like where do you how do you this knowledge that people have? And so early on, it, it just came to me that, you know, any success. And I know Doug Brown certainly talks a lot about this is, is sharing. You know, uh, I've learned that if I run into something, chances are there's probably somebody out there right now or this week or next week is going to run into the same exact situation. Mm -hmm. And um, and sharing that information because it makes no good to just hold it to myself, you know, and just this mentality of like, if I run across something, I solve the problem, share it. And now we use Teams internal, we have topics and we can post questions or solutions or whatever. But it, it's great to see that collaboration. 
Um, but it also, when you see people not realizing that, you know, they don't, they're not the only ones that probably ran into this before, but, uh, but yeah, this is great to kind of see what the community at large, you know, customers, partners, employees, whatever are out there discussing. So well, here's, here's another angle too. I mean, you know, we work in a world of information technology where some people, most people are not uh, super open about uh, sharing and sometimes it's just humility and they don't want to, you know, act like they're the, the smartest guy in the room all the time. So they don't, you know, they don't put stuff out there. Um, but this makes it easier, right? This just takes conversations that are happening anyway and make those available to people who need them so that the people who are, are having the conversations don't have to make that extra step, uh, put themselves out there intentionally. Uh, it's all part of the community um, kind of organically helping each other. Yeah. Well, that's a great point. I mean, just uh, right before we started, I was thinking, you know, I've lately been sort of testing out uh, a connection to my laptop, you know, just do an RDP connection just to see like, you know, hey, what 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 can I use after I make that connection? Uh, you know, can I use my microphone, my video, what, you know, that type of thing, right? And um, I was, initially when I started, I was having some trouble trying to get that connection right. It was giving me some kind of error message and I knew my credentials were right. So I just poking around, I made a setting change and, you know, now I'm, I'm no issues getting in. Um, but, uh, but I am, you know, now trying to figure out what's doable. You know, I can, you know, apparently the, the camera works, but the microphone doesn't. Right. So not really that urgent, but it's one of these things where I was like, I just post it out in the community and see what kind of response I get. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't done that yet, but, but, you know, the idea just to kind of see, you know, but, but also not feel like, well, I'm an IGL employee. I should know everything. That's a bunch of crap. There's no way you're going to ever know everything. And if you do, you know, please, you know, open your shirt and let me see your Superman, you know, behind the scenes. I mean, there's just right. absolutely no way you can have no. Well, and a, and a lot of times what I've found is the the people who are the doers, in other words, the people that are the sysadmins, the consultants, the engineers, when it comes to specific things, they probably know more than, than the person working at IGEL because they're actually doing it every yeah. day. And when it comes to some specific task or some specific integration piece, they, they do it and live it every day. They really are the expert. Yeah. I would say that, you know, for me uh, with IGEL, one of those things was, you know, building out ICG, for example. You know, if you do it once, great. You're probably going to forget exactly all the steps you went through. Same mm-hmm. thing for custom partitions or whatever. And, you know, Ron, our Nair has done a great job of sort of, you know, leveraging GitHub and showing you everything that needs to be done behind the scenes if you build it manually. But then he said, hey, check this out. Run this little script and it basically does everything I just showed you. Yeah. And you'll say like, you know, you know, lots of time. It'll build that CP in the format it needs to be in about, you know, 45 seconds or something, right? Um, so, you know, but as you do something more, I mean, we're in the, we're watching the Olympics, right? I mean, you see these athletes and, you know, they've run these routines hundreds and hundreds of times probably and they do it in their sleep. You know, if you don't do something regular, you're going to lose your skill set. It's going to be a little rusty, yeah. you know, um, and it's okay to ask questions like, you know, and, um, and if you're the one responding, I mean, certainly, I mean, well, I think it's a great example. You take the, um, you take the, the, the judge and the commentator and the actual athlete, they go and they do, you know, five flips and you're like, Oh, that was amazing. And the, and the commentator's like, Oh, that's so disappointing. I'm like, what are you talking about? Well, they were supposed to do six flips. Oh, well, yeah, I, 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 w- I wouldn't have known any different. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you could like, they, and they're spotting these things. Like they just know, like, like the other day, somebody was doing the vault and they could tell that right before they went to do their flipping stuff, 
they their feet got a little you know like their their cadence was off and it, and it messed up and they had to uh end up with a, a much more simple vault now simple for us looked very challenging i mean it was like four you know it looks like four or five flips or something right but uh when it could have been you know maybe 10 or something right just you know obviously stupid example but uh but yeah but they're able to spot that stuff but um but i, I think like anything it's a skill set right i mean practice i i, I mean i've still you know retain knowledge from my days and you know at a prior company and i'm often asked for that and i'm happy and willing to share you know so if others are struggling you know whatever like hey you know here's a little shortcut or here's exactly how to do it kind of thing right um but yeah hey so chris let's put the uh put the site to the test give me one topic just one topic that you've recently run into somewhere in your travels we'll plug it in here and see if we get a positive result it's a great question. Uh, let's see here. And I do um, want to highlight the search function is at the bottom of the page, which kind of freaked me out for a second. I was like, this is great, but there's no search. It's at the very bottom. Yeah, I want to say that that was recently moved. Um, but so give, me, uh, give me one topic you've run into. Let's see if we get a, hit a positive. Um, let's type in uh, certificates. Okay, that's pretty vague. Anything specific? Let's just see what kind of hit we get with that. I'm dialing in specifically to ICG. Let's see. How to import device certificates to the Google Chrome browser. That's probably a very, 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 very common one. Um, uh, I have not, uh, some of these I have not actually dealt with before, but uh, um, uh, let's see here. IGEL ICG less encrypt. Yeah, let's go with that one. So you're close. We'll blame you because that was a pretty vague search, but yeah. So obviously one of the things, you know, there's uh, this particular Slack uh, conversation references a KB article. And so uh, I actually recently was setting up one uh, with my buddy, Jeff Kahlberg. He actually had gone out and, and has a wildcard cert that uh, expires, you know, not every month or something like that, but it you know goes a certain time. We're going to have to actually renew it here coming up. But we went through the exercise of you know setting up ICG and importing the uh, the the root CA and the sign cert and all that stuff. And then once we had all that squared away, uh, using that when we installed ICG itself on the uh, on the Linux server. So. Um, but if you've never been through that and you're just trying to get a sense of, Hey, you know, why, where are all the details on this? You know, uh, you can do ICG certificate or something like that. And obviously you get a really nice conversation and you can go right to the Slack, uh, conversation itself, uh, if you need to. Um, but this is, um, you know, we cover this topic in, uh, the, uh, Agile, um, uh, there's an ice pack. Um, ICG course in the uh, Agile Academy and, uh, you know, kind of goes you through step by step on, on this type of thing. But the key thing, obviously, if you're doing a wildcard cert is, um, you know, you could either do one of two things, right? You could do, you know, just the asterisk dot, whatever domain you could do that plus, you know, each of the ICG servers, the host names themselves. So it kind of covers all your bases, right? If you're going to be using that. So there's, some tips in here about you know doing that, but at the end of the day, what does what does this really come to? Well, when you're setting up uh, IGEL uh, and you're connecting into ICG, if you're using a uh, cert that's been trusted by the root CAs that are already built into IGEL, 
and the user's not going to get prompted for that uh, fingerprint ID, right? Usually there's, you know, with, four Which is spots. the guidance, right? That's, exactly, let's, right. Let's use something that's trusted. However, we know sometimes you people work in places where they are they're told to use something else. Yeah. And so um, obviously I, the UMS can generate a cert. It's not publicly trusted necessarily by uh, the IGEL uh, OS in the sense of, you know, you're making a public connection there. Uh, so if you want to change that and you don't want the users to have to, you know, figure out what's fingerprint ID to plug in if they're going in through ICG, uh, then just swap that out with a cert, you know, from something like Let's Encrypt or GoDaddy or, you know, one of those uh, um, Sectigo, for example. And, uh, and then, you know, the onboarding of the user through the ICG, you know, agent setup is uh, a little more streamlined. Right. So, so that's one. But we but we proved our point, right? That that if you're looking for help, there's a ton of help waiting for you. This is just a great enabler to to yeah. figure out a way to to go get that. So now I'm curious. Um, I mentioned my prior company. I, I don't think that's you know, anybody can look it up. But type in in the search. Let's see what comes up with Improvata. <laughs> okay. I'm really I'm I'm curious to see what chatters out there. All right, uh, Improvata. I am I am P R A O. P-R-I-V. All right, am I spelling it right? Uh, P-R-I-V-A-T-A. It's always been one of those I've struggled with. Experiencing login delays, launching Citrix session using Improvata, Prove ID enabled, or using Citrix storefront. Yeah, that's a common one. Uh, what do we got here? Workaround Improvata refreshes that required downtime. Uh, won't tap out. Uh, yeah, so uh, so I'm curious to see what some of these are with regard to tapping out. Uh, there's some other stuff that looks like, you know, the version matching, which is mm -hmm. not uncommon. I mean, there are well, certain versions where you have to match them just right because of new feature settings or whatever. So, Chris, I think one of the things that you're we're calling out and what just happened there is if you have curiosity, there are hours worth of reading that you could go. And if you let's say you're looking to implement Improvata and you're looking for one place to go find a bunch of Improvata related stuff and you've got time on the front end to go figure out what you may or may not run into, uh, just throw the keyword into the search and, and go at it. Yeah. And that's, yeah, this is really great because this is this archiving of these conversations is happening. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, we're talking to Doug Brown, it, it's uh, some kind of bot or whatever it's doing, some kind of automation piece. So it's really nice. And, uh, and it really captures that, but you know, so you, the way, what's that? You notice, you notice what I just did there. I, I took the screen away from you. So you would stop wanting to look up stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think we've proven the point that if you're not familiar with archives uh, at igelcommunity.com, you, you should definitely go and check it out. Uh, it's a great resource. And there's other links to other stuff we didn't even touch on. Yeah. You know, some of the videos that Seb does, uh, they do these tech tech tips, um, the blogs. Yeah, Tech Tip Tuesdays, as well as, you know, maybe monthly meetups. Uh, there's the Igel community blogs and things. So plenty of, uh, plenty of stuff there to, to peruse. And, well, uh, and I think that actually gets to the gets to one of the points here is, let's say I'm a consultant and I've got 50 products I'm supposed to know pretty well, five or six I'm supposed to be an expert in, iGel being one of those. 
this is this and the stuff they're doing on the community side is, is how you go and keep up or have a hope of keeping up. Truth is, you're never going to keep up. Like you pointed out a while ago, nobody's Superman doesn't exist. Uh, there are people that are you know able to focus a lot of their time on IGEL, and that's great. Uh, but for somebody who's doing a whole bunch of different technologies, you could consume your work day and your life day all at the same time. And if you're if you're like me and married with kids at some point, uh, you, you you can't, right? You can't do that anymore. You've got to find, I mean, I literally sometimes travel. And uh, when I travel, that's the only time I've come close to getting caught up on just email alone, much less mm-hmm. going out and enabling myself to learn more. Yeah. No, it is great um, to have a resource like this. I, I I don't know what the equivalent is for maybe a Citrix or VMware or Nutanix or some of those other ones that you guys, but uh, what's nice also is, um, Doug Brown has recently probably been posted out there on LinkedIn, but he's now uh, been moved into a role where he's taking all of this stuff, uh, knowledge and everything that's out there in the community, as well as what's on our knowledge base. And they're, they're bringing it all together. Uh, Internally, we've launched ServiceNow. So we're beginning to leverage that platform. So that'll be the the future of this type of information. Uh, I'm, I'm very excited to see what comes out of it, you know, just seeing what they've done with our internal support case system now running on service. Now it's light years ahead of what we had. I'll just say that. So. Yeah. The big service now topic. That's, that's uh, there's so much opportunity to help go and integrate and improve and optimize. I think the, the my comment to you on this is you know, I've got a 19 year old son. Uh, he's going to get into technology and some type of engineer slash consulting slash admin role. I'm sure. Um, you know, the good news is he's got so many tools that we didn't have. Um, I mean, just simply the idea that you can virtualize a test system and take a snapshot, blow it up, and then revert it back to the snapshot. I used to stay up all night installing operating system just so I could break it. And then, you know, six o'clock in the morning, I break it, go sleep for an hour and get up, go to work. That's huge. But then stuff is, is great is what we're talking about here, where it's just these communities where all this stuff's available to you uh, collaboratively. The, 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 the flip side of that, though, is there's so much stuff. You know, what do you focus on? Do you, do you are you a Linux gearhead? Maybe you focus on IGEL and Red Hat and other places. Are you are you a pro Microsoft guy? Maybe you focus on Azure and, and and even the basics of just the operating system still, which I think a lot of people are skipping over these days in their education process. Um, yeah, but nonetheless, it is uh, what it is. Yeah, you mentioned sometime back episodes something or other um, that uh, CompTIA A plus plus core, right? I mean A plus course. Uh, you know, just sort of that foundation of stuff. And some of those technologies, you know, are, are, are still in use, but a lot of it is more just the, the fundamentals mm-hmm. uh, that stuff has been built upon, right? Certainly. Yeah. Uh, and it's free, I think, if I'm not mistaken. It's free course. A lot of the stuff out there yeah. is really nice. But uh, but yeah, uh, where do you focus? I think, you know, certainly I would say cloud-based, you know, that seems to be where there's a lot of activity. And how do you... How do you focus on Azure Active Directory if you've never understood what Active Directory was in the beginning? The concept of it's like a phone book. Uh, I'm sorry, what's a phone book? Exactly. What's a a payphone? Yeah, it's a phone book hanging off a payphone in the middle of downtown Manhattan. Like, uh, I'm sorry, what's that? Yeah. My, My son would say, what's it? Like, yeah, exactly. Well, Chris, I think we've covered the topic here uh, with, in Seb's absence. And again, I have this vision of him sitting on a beach somewhere. Maybe he's hiking on a mountain. I don't know. But whatever he's doing, I hope he's having fun. And, and we'll do it again in two weeks with him on the community uh, blog. I mean, uh, podcast we do here. Awesome. All right. Well, have a great trip. That's right. And we'll see you uh, next week at Hymns, right? 
Uh, yep, as far as we know, unless uh, something else comes out and says it's not happening. But yeah. right now we're planning on going. So Well, we've got, uh, for anybody listening, we have our hymns happy hour Monday night. If you don't know what that is and you want to come, just shoot me, a, shoot me a private message, maybe on LinkedIn or something. But uh, with that, I'll let you go, Chris. All right, take care. Thank you. Bye.